Good morning. Just checking everything's working properly. It looks like it is. It's welcome to the Glock, blah, 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 blah. If I think my mouth needs to work properly today. Gospel Pursuits broadcast it is a, a wonderful grey Southport Tuesday morning. Uh, we are live in the UK. Uh, it's not sunny Southport anymore. Sounds like winter's coming. It's all good though. Hallelujah. It's a good day to be alive. It's a good day to preach the gospel. Be ready to preach the gospel what in season and out. Uh, first, some, I think it's First Timothy, somewhere, somewhere around there. Uh, says, uh, I like quoting scriptures. I don't always remember the reference. Hallelujah. But um, I've got a wonderful title. Welcome to World Glorious Network TV. If you're uh, watching on that channel, please let me know. Um, where you're, where you're, uh, where you're watching from? It's always good to to see different countries and things like that involved. Or if you watch uh, later on in the day and things like that, leave in the comments. I'll try and keep track of all that. But uh, welcome. It's it's a wonderful day to be uh, preaching the gospel. Like I said, we, I hope you had a great weekend at church, uh, uh, the Preston Church plant that I'm involved with. Um, kind of helping with uh, run teams and things like that uh it's going well it's uh, it's it's a great it's a great little start it's a well little start i don't mean it like that as in it's small there's uh, we've got a good start going it's going to build it's growing it's uh, it's going to be amazing we've got you know we've invested so much uh, time energy finances into this church plant it's going to succeed because of god's grace and god's uh, anointing on it um, and you know we're just fired up ready to go seeing new people come every week so it's great and uh Right, well, well, let's move on into what, what's on my heart today. Um, something that's on my heart that's been on my heart for a while, really, um, if I'm absolutely honest. It, it's the idea of God radically blessing your life. God intervening, being a part of, you hooking up with his intervention. It's great to have that understanding and knowledge that no matter what goes on in your life, no matter how you feel, no matter what circumstances attack you, no matter what circumstances come against you, that you have got a place in your life which you know you can tap into to have the ultimate provider, the ultimate healer, the ultimate uh, financier of your life. And that is God himself, the creator of heaven and earth. He has owns cattle on a thousand hills. He said that the universe is is his, and but yet he's given the earth to man. But what, because he's given earth to man and, and man rebelled, and then he introduced his son into into this, this our, our very own environment. And now he died, he was raised up from the dead. He has brought us up with him. Because we make him Lord, we are brought up into him. Translated from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light. You see, before the kingdom of light is operating in your life, you have no answer, you have no hope, you have nothing. But now that you've got light on the inside of you, you've got the absolute expectancy of the glory of God on the inside of you. You've got something on the inside of you that will radically change your life if you will allow it to. Now, I've titled this Radically Change Your Life, but the subtitle, which you'd be able to see if you're on my Facebook page, you won't see it on World Glorious Network TV, but that's okay, is this, write this down, five conditions of God's extravagant blessing on your life. And I've just realized, I've got my phone with all my notes on, but my Bible's over there, so just bear with me one second, you can just have a look at a blank screen. 
I'm back. <laughs> yes, you need the Bible. Um, don't usually do that, but hey-ho. So, a lot of the, these conditions are coming from Deuteronomy 28, but I want to preface what we're going to read in Deuteronomy 28 before that with some other stuff. So, let's just, you can get your Bibles ready if you're, if you're in a note-taking mode. Uh, Deuteronomy chapter 28 is, is, is where these five conditions of God's extravagant blessing come from. But what I want to look at is, or I want to talk about, if, is this, you've got to remember John 10.10. 10. John 10.10. 10. In the New Living Translation, says this, My purpose is to give them, and he was talking to about us, about who, who we are, to give them a rich and satisfying life. We also know that it says that the devil comes to steal, kill, and destroy. So anything in your life that is remotely, anything in the smallest fraction, anything that is remotely tearing you down, trying to take from you, trying to steal your time, trying to steal your money, your relationships, it is not coming from God. God is an amazing God. He has not planned this out forethought this out. He has not planned for you to fail. He's not planned for you to to be beat down, depressed. He's not planned for you to worry or have any anxiety. You just look at the New Testament. How many times does it say things like, seek ye first the kingdom? But before that, it says, take no thought. Do not worry about what the God, what is going to happen to your life. Do not worry about what God's going to do in, 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 for you or what the enemy would try and take away from you. You see, we don't need to worry about what God says he'll do. Like you, you sit there and go, oh God, I really hope you, you, your word works. I really hope that, that, that you'll come through for me. You don't need to worry about that. You just seek first the kingdom. And seeking first the kingdom, that's probably one of the scripture verses I come back to time and time and time again. There's other scripture verses that I love, but that's probably one of my foundational scriptures of my life. And I'm beginning to see that more and more in my life as I constantly come back to it. If we're to take no thought, let's go to Mark chapter, uh, sorry, Matthew chapter 6. And this is all part of radically changing your life. If you want to radically change your life, see, most Christians can't do this. Most Christians cannot do this. I know it's been a battle in my life. Well, welcome. I'm going to say Brother Lawrence, or I don't know how to pronounce your first name, so I'm not going to try, but it's, it's awesome. If watching from Uganda, Kampala, that's awesome. I love seeing different countries pop up. But in Matthew chapter 6, it says, Therefore I say in verse 25, Take no thought for your life. That sums up so much. Take no thought for your life. When you take no thought for your life, you can start to lean on the abundant life that God Almighty has said. You can have. If he said he can, he's going to provide you with an abundant life, there is no reason ever for you to back off of that. That is something we press towards. Paul talks about pressing towards the high mark. See, the, the high level, the high standard. Be a vessel unto honor, fit for the master's use. What is fit for the master's use? Fit for the master's use is being able to do your job and assignment with complete provision, complete abundance, so that you have an overflow. You see, preachers will often preach under the overflow. They'll preach out of, out of, out of works, or they'll preach out of just, just literally just 
memory. But when you preach from the overflow and the abundance of the anointing that's in your life, you're able to bless others. And I was, I've was i been listening to a great series, and if you, it, it, I, I, some of it may come out, but about the financial anointing by a brother called uh, Jonathan Shuttlesworth. He's an evangelist from the States, and I, I'm going to give him credit for that, this, this series, the financial over, uh, anointing. And he talks about how the anointing of God is segmented. You'll see very many people really good at healing anointing. They'll be able to heal the sick and they'll be able to, to preach the gospel, see souls get saved and they, they'll heal the sick but they'll be poor. Or you see someone who is very wealthy in the finances and see things but they won't see many miracles in their life. Because what people do is they focus on something that they desire and they develop that to the, an excellent point. But sometimes you've got to remember that God's got other things that we can flow in as well. There is a lot of things. That's why it says many rivers of water shall flow from your heart. The abundance of the rivers, the rivers of living water that flow from your heart. The baptism of the Holy Ghost gives you the opportunity to step in multiple flows of what God needs you to do. When somebody once asked Oral Roberts, what's the best manifestation of the, of, of the gifts of the Spirit? What's the best gift? And he says very quickly, the one you need at the time. Paul says, I don't want you to be ignorant of these things. I want you to understand the manifestations of the Spirit. The, 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 the power gifts, the, the speaking gifts, the deliverance gifts, all those kind of different gifts, the teaching, all those kind of things that are in those wrapped up in the nine gifts of the spirits. And then Paul talks about in 2 Corinthians chapter 8 of multiple graces. I love this scripture verse. Let's go nip to there. I'm flipping all over the place today. In 2 Corinthians chapter 8, he says it this way. As you abound in everything, in faith and utterance, verse 7, and knowledge, in all diligence, and your love to us, see also that you abound in this grace also. What gift? What grace was he talking about? Well, we'll just read up a few few bits, and he's talking about giving and, and ministering to the saints. So you, you, if you're going to give to somebody else, you've got to have it to give. You want to see uh, your life radically changed? Get to the place where you are, Giving over and above what you've got. So when you have something, nothing has you because got everything God's given you is just is awesome and it doesn't own you because you seek first the kingdom. And the stuff that's come in has come because you seek first the kingdom. You have an abundance to help other people. That abundance might be two bicycles and you give one bicycle to somebody who needs a bike. That abundance might be th three cars and you give two cars away. That abundance might be uh, finances and over an abundance in, in, in money. That abundance might be uh, uh, you are a completely healed man of God, woman of God. You have had the power of God operating in your life so that you have healing. So you have an abundance of faith in healing so you can go and pray for the sick and see them recover. Don't be somebody who operates in the gifts of the Spirit for somebody else and never operates in it for yourself. But don't also be somebody who consumes the Word of God for yourself but never shares it for somebody else. How to radically change your life. How to operate in the five conditional benefits or the five conditions. What did I say? Five conditions of God's extravagant blessing on your life is to realize that we're operating in what's called an Abrahamic covenant, which is blessed to be a blessing. Genesis 12, verse 1, 2, 3. God talks to Abraham, what I'm going to do for you. And when you look into Galatians 3, and it's not talking about who we are in Christ Jesus, how we're Abraham's seed and heirs according to the prophets. That we can operate in this same extravagance that Father Abraham did. 
And he had extravagance. He, you know, you look at the fathers of the Israel nation and they were all wealthy. In fact, Solomon became the richest man on the face of this earth, but he was already rich when he received more of the abundance that God... He was, he was the son of the king. He was the king when we're talking about it. But then he offered a thousand burnt offerings. And because he loved God, he loved God. He offered a thousand burnt offerings when only seven were required. You see, most Christians will try and find out what the minimal requirement is to get a blessing from God. But if you go over abundant, if you start to say, I'm going to be filled with the Spirit every single day of my life. I'm going to be filled to overflowing. I'm going to praise Him, worship Him. And as God starts to move in your life, starts to bring money into your life, starts to bring growth into your life, you start giving out beyond. See, tithing is the very bare minimum of what you can give to God. One, it doesn't belong to you. 10% of your income does not belong to you. It doesn't even belong to you. Don't try and get out of it. Don't try and uh, wishy-washy it away. Give your 10%. Get it into the hands of the ministers that you God's told you to get it into. I, I personally would stick by the thing that tithe belongs in the local church. I think that's a good principle for your life. But it doesn't just say, where have you robbed God in tithes and offerings in Malachi? It doesn't just say in tithe. It says tithes and offerings. So there's more above the 10% we should be giving. And when we give above and we start to enter into overflow and we start to give of our finances overflowing, overflowing, overflowing. And we start to see and believe God for what can come back from the harvest. The farmer plants the seed. He doesn't know how it's going to grow. doesn't know when it's necessarily going to pop up out of the ground to the, to the instant. He has a good idea. He has a good idea that it's coming, that the harvest, it's harvest time. There's a scripture verse that says the harvester will overtake the sower. I'm expecting those times to come when my harvest is coming in so fast I can't give it away fast enough. Hallelujah. I'm expecting to see that. I'm expecting to see great extravagant blessings. Yes, there are some conditions on it and we're going to get into the conditions, but I'm kind of stirring you up to believe for something to hit your life that is so radical, that makes you dance, makes you praise, makes you rejoice because God is a God who provides in abundance. God is a God who provides in extravagance. God is a God who radically does something in your life. He radically provides healing. He radically provides financial support, need meeting power, Abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that works in us. What's the power that's working with us? Well, the gospel, the, the, the message of Jesus Christ is the power of God into salvation. What does that word salvation mean? Healing, health, provision, prosperity, everything God's wrapped up in the name of Jesus. Everything God's wrapped up in the blood of Jesus. In what Jesus did, faith in his word gets you, propels you from where you are to the rich and abundant life that God's got for you. Five conditions. Well, the first condition, I'm not going to read all five, but the first condition is one, if you hearken diligently to the voice of the Lord. This is where we go to Deuteronomy chapter 28. You see, most Christians can handle the fact that they have to give and tithe and be a blessing because Jesus said, love one another, love your neighbor as thyself, love the Lord thy God. They, we know that we have to give out. We know we have to love others. We know we have to treat others right. But going to a place from giving to understanding that he's given you power and ability to create wealth 
so that he may establish his covenant on this earth. So your co- the covenant you have with Father God through the blood of Jesus, through Abraham, through all those things, through what the word of God says and declares, the exceeding great and precious promises that God's provided you, every spiritual blessing that God's provided you, your radical changed life gets tapped into what the word of God provides for you. He says that Jesus has been made wisdom to you and say when you operate in wisdom, wealth and riches are operating in your house. Psalms 112 says the righteous man, the blessed man, will have wealth and riches in his house. I love Psalm 37. Commit all your ways into him. Allow him to come into your life. And then it talks later in that, that, that psalm that the righteous will possess the land. There is land for you. There is a, a place for you to call home. There is a place for you to grow. And there is a place for you to multiply in. There is an assignment for you to fit and slot in. A lane for you to just drive down. That The path of the Lord. The steps of the, of the righteous man are ordered. The Lord, the path before you is straight. And if it bends, if it navigates, you will have the light of the gospel shining from your heart. To light the very feet. The path for your feet to walk on. The, thy word is a lamp. See, your, the word in your heart just is like your heart is this like lantern. And that the more fuel you give this lantern, which is the word of God, the seed is the word. Remember, the seed is the word in Mark chapter 5. The seed of the, of the gospel, the seed of what God's word is, is the fuel for your spirit man, the Holy Ghost living in it to shine brighter and brighter. And the, the lantern just gets turned up. The kerosene just burns and, and, and just the, the, the oil of the Holy Ghost just, just becomes brighter and brighter. Just The fuel just fuels and, and every, every form of darkness that tries to come against you, darkness cannot comprehend the light because it has to go. There's no comprehension. There's no argument between light and darkness to see whether which one stays or not. You turn a light on, darkness goes. Yes, there may be shadows, but you can turn the light up. And if you're in a tiny room, the brighter the light, the less shadows. You turn that light. If you put a, like a sun, a star, in a tiny room, it would just be nothing because the light and the power and the fire that's in a star far outweighs anything that this earth can comprehend. And yet the very creator of the heaven and earth lives on the inside of you. That's where the abundant life comes from. The light of the gospel that's living on the inside of you. The light of the, the, the ability of God on the inside of you. What he's placed on you, on the inside of you, it has no limits. It has only the limitations that your mind sets it to. This is why it talks about, beloved, above all things, I wish that you be in health and prosper. Even as your soul prospers, your mind, your will, your emotions. Those are the things that we have to constantly deal with. Our mind, our limited thinking, our emotional capacity stretch enlarge the place of your tent today enlarge what's on the inside of you see the walls of 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 fear see the walls of doubt and unbelief and speak to them like mark 11 22 and 23 have faith in god have the god kind of faith and then speak to your mountain you see the light and the belief and the victory and the wisdom of god that lives on the inside of you if it's stirred up enough it starts to come out of your mouth in abundance out of the abundance of the heart the mouth speaks so you fill your heart with the word and the word will radically change what's going on on the inside of you you start speaking it and as your mind is 
renewed to the word of God, you start to correctly think so your mouth becomes hooked up to your mind and your spirit and it speaks correctly and you start to speak correctly and you start to have what you say. You start to believe it in your heart and say it with your mouth and have what you say. You believe it in your heart and you say it with your mouth and you have what you say. You believe it in your heart and say it with your mouth but it's going to take your mind. It's going to take your mind making the effort to renew itself to the word of God to keep planting, to keep planting. Keep the words before you day and night, Joshua was told. Meditate on them day and night. Meditate and then you will go about your life and you will be prosperous. Your life will be radically changed if you hearken diligently to the word of God. If you hearken diligently to what God said. Deuteronomy 28 is the blessing and the curse of the law. We ignore the curse of the law. We just don't even have to look at it because we've been redeemed. We've been part out by the blood of Jesus. We redeemed because Jesus Christ became a curse for me. He became a curse on that cross for me. I am redeemed from the curse of the law. The curse of the law does not affect my life. The curse of the law try, may try and hinder me, but I just steamroll that with the word of God. I'm not a struggling Christian. I am a Christian that may be cast down, but I am pulled up. I am pulled up. Every righteous man may stumble, but every time he gets up, he sees success. He sees victory. We prosper in every way that we go. We prosper in every uh, endeavor. We prosper. We follow the voice of the Holy Ghost. Yes, we may make mistakes. You make a mistake and rebel against God, you're going to not, not walk in it. But the blood of Jesus, guess what? He is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins. So not only do we just get picked up, we get reestablished right on the same path, right on the same thing. We may take a detour occasionally, but you don't have to believe for that. You can say, I'm not going to take a detour. I'm going to press like Paul did. I'm going to press. I'm going to be a good soldier. I'm going to endure every hard time that comes against me. But we are going to see victory because the victory that is inside of me, my faith, it overcomes the world. Be of good cheer for I have overcome the world, Jesus said. We are walking in a lifestyle that is diligently and hearkening and listening and hearing and doing and acting upon the word of God every single day of our lives. Hear the word of God. This is where it comes from. Deuteronomy 28 verse 1. And it shall come to pass, if you shall hearken diligently unto the voice of the Lord thy God, to observe and do all his commandments which I have commanded thee this day, that the Lord thy God will set thee high upon all nations on the earth, and these blessings shall come on thee and overtake thee, if you shall hearken unto the voice of the Lord your God. Too many Christians hear the voice of God, but they don't hearken. They don't hear with diligence. They don't hear to act on. They hear to tickle their ears. They might hear a nice message. They might listen to, to what I'm talking about today, radically changing your life. They might think that's a great message, Andy. But they don't hear it. They don't do any action for it. You know, you can listen to many motivational spirit speakers and they'll talk about setting goals, setting dates on the goals and, and all that stuff's great. But most people hear those messages and even myself, like you sit down, you write some goals, you set a date for them and then you just forget about it and you never really action what the, the, the guy that you've just spent money on to listen to. It's exactly the same with the Word of God. Hear the Word of God. You're not, you're not listening for a stranger, a stranger's voice. You can hear his voice. He is your shepherd. The Lord God is your shepherd. Jesus said, I am a shepherd. You, my sheep know my voice. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. That's want anything. Timothy talks about not lacking in any good thing. God's provided us everything. 
exceedingly great and precious promises. What are these promises? It's the glory of God. What's the glory of God? Goodness. goodness. His goodness was revealed to Moses when he requested his glory. And Psalm 23 says, Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. The goodness of God. God's goodness. You want a life that is radically changed? Step into his goodness. Step into his abundance. Step into his life for you. Hear the voice of God. Hear the word of God. Pay attention. Don't miss anything. What I'm saying, listen to these messages over and over and over again. There's a, there's a saying that if you're a leader and you're talking to your staff, the vision. And it, you don't get it until you're so fed up with communicating it. They don't get it until they're so fed up of hearing it. And the the, the 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 customers or the or the the say the staff uh, the congregational members of the church they don't get it until they hate your staff talking about it they hate you talking about it that's when you know someone's getting it God said it's similar to me this morning you want financial increase in your life you've got to get into it so that you almost do not want to get into it anymore you want to have it so birth in you that you think oh god don't stop talking about this i've got it i've got it i don't need to hear it no you see your thing is god's talking to you about things god's talking to you about things the word will often open up and you'll see the same verses time and time and time again and until you're the place where it's just bubbling up overflowing see it's a joy unspeakable when i say the word hate i don't mean it in the word like oh my gosh i hate the word of god i can't i, I don't want to no see the word of god is life it's one of those things you just think god i want to move on to something else but if god's keeping you in something brother Hagen preached faith in mark eleven twenty three 23 for years and years and years and people would say well why will you not preach something else and he says when you get it i'll stop preaching it and there was a time in his ministry that he got god told him he could he could let other people carry on and do it and i think he was in his 70s then even though maybe even older he preached for 60 odd years maybe longer i, I i'm not 100 percent sure he started when he was 18, 19, died in his 80s, so you're looking at 60 plus years. See, God will get on your case, but he'll get on your case so that you can hear and hearken to his word. The whole point of having faith in God, Mark eleven twenty two, have the God kind of faith. And faith comes by what? Hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing the rhema, the spoken, the revealed, the fresh word of God. You need it fresh every day. It may be the same word from yesterday, but you see, you know what? I have the same breakfast every day and I enjoy it every day. My body wants it every day. I like having what I eat for breakfast every day. There might be the odd day that I have something different just to, you know, to do something with my family. Or I might have more food because I'm a little bit hungry. But generally, I will have the same breakfast every day. Some people might say, that's boring. See, the Word of God can never become boring if you will allow it to be consistent and diligent. Hearken diligently to the word of God. Pay attention. Don't miss anything. What does Hebrews 12 say? Look unto Jesus. That's the whole point. And he's the word. 
Jesus is the Word made flesh. We we kind of want to have a relationship with Jesus and, and have lovey-dovey uh, feelings and emotions. And we have right, all these wonderful worship songs. And am, am I against all that? No, of course not. But my point being, if that's the priority and we forget what this Bible actually says, we're missing Jesus by a very far mark. There's nothing wrong with the emotions. There's nothing wrong with being in love with Jesus. But if you're truly in love with Jesus, what did Jesus say? If you love me, obey my commandments. Obey. That's how I know you love me. Listen to the word of God. If you're not tithing, you're not listening to the word of God. You will not open, have the windows of heaven open out to pour you a blessing that you cannot contain. If you're not listening to the word of God. If you're not hearkening to the word of God. If you're not into allowing the word of God to pierce the very heart of your soul and to very change your thinking, radically change your life by allowing the word of God to seep in and to change everything that's going on. The Holy Ghost will move and the Holy Ghost will breathe and the Holy Ghost will bring alive the word of God in your life. Step out. Step out into this, what I'm saying. Grab a hold of this. Be excited by it. Get out of the boat, lean on him, commit your ways to him. And then, as you've hearkened, and you've heard, and you've listened, and you've started to do, James says, be a doer of the word. Faith without works is what? Dead. Be a doer of the word. Actively put it into to pl- place. Just do it. Start doing it. Peter got out of the boat once. If he kept his eyes on Jesus, he never would have sunk. So just get out of the boat. Keep your eyes on the word. Hearken diligently. Obey the commandments. And what you need to do next is just act on it consistently, daily, daily. In consistency, there is power. Consistency is where the power of God lies. Praying for the sick consistently sees consistent results. If you only do something once, if you throw one dart at the dartboard, you may well hit the bullseye. But to be able to do that the second time and the third time, every single time, is going to take practice and practice and consistency. Keep walking it out. Keep walking it out. Sports people do the exact same thing day in, day out, day in. So that on game day, that it doesn't, they don't think with their brain, I'm going to do this. No, their body just does it because of muscle memory. So we've got to start operating in the spiritual form of muscle memory. We've got to operate in these things so that the devil pokes, the word pops out. The word pops out and says, by his straps, I was healed. Given it shall be given pressed down shaken together shall men give it to my bosom it will be running over in my uh, my portion is great my portion is full of God's will for my life hearken diligently and do the word of God you can't have faith in something you don't hearken to that you don't listen out for and actively do hallelujah I've written this down, a couple of things, as I start to wrap up in the next few minutes or so. Hearing someone say something is not the same thing as listening, taking notes of the details, and then acting on what they say. This is the way God showed it to me. You can see an advert for a Big Mac and know full well that McDonald's sells them, but you have to pay for one and eat it if you want to have the benefits and enjoyment of that burger. Jesus paid the price so that we could eat the very thing that he provided for. Healing, prosperity. He became poor so that we might become rich. Even Jesus had to spend time with the Father. See what the Father did. Hear what the Father did. 
and then acted it out on on the earth. It's just awesome to when you think about it. Our success is based a hundred percent on what God has done through Jesus. Without grace, it becomes works. Without God's empowerment, we're relying on our own strength. Our success takes place when we hearken to what God says in His Word. You see, most people don't want. They're scared to just trust God. They want to do it themselves. They have more faith in their ability than what God has placed in the Word. And if you do it your way, you may achieve some realm of success, but you will never be happy. You'll never be doing it God's way. You'll never see the results that God wants. There is so much more. I believe there's so much more for my life. This broadcast is a beginning point. This is not my ending point. I may always do this. I may always come to you from my living room. I I may not have a big TV screen behind me. Maybe I just don't want to do that. Maybe I will. Maybe I'll have a studio one day with all the lights. I'm believing God for that. That's what I'm going to have. I'm going to have more lights. I'm going to have all the kind of thing, more screens. I'm going to have a team of people helping me. But if it's only ever from my living room, it's only ever from my heart to your heart, that's, that's amazing. But God's got so much more beyond what you see on this screen. There's things going to happen. Souls are going to happen. Healing is going to happen. People, you might be watching and you might be crying out and say, Andy, pray for me to be healed. Well, you know what? You just need to hearken to the word of God that says, by his stripes, I was healed. You don't need me to pray for you. What am I going to do that the power of God can't do when you connect to it? Yes, I can pray. The name of Jesus is powerful. The name of Jesus is wonderful. But the one thing that I believe God really wants the church to hear right now is that we've got to stop trying to consume His Word for our benefit. That we have to consume His Word. Yes, we will benefit. It's His but Do not forget His benefits, Psalm 103. Do not forget them. Don't forget them. But your benefits, your sister, God's system of total and abundant supply for your life is not meant for you to sit on a couch and watch TV. Not meant for you to have your mortgage bill paid or your car payment paid. No, it's more. Get your house paid for. Get out of debt get every debt cleared get everything and go beyond so that when you can help other people you can do it with such passion and such fervor and such extravagance give away the nice stuff because you know God will give you nicer stuff that sounds selfish I know some people will criticize me for saying something like that well you're just giving to get well God said we could he said give And what's going to happen when you give? It's going to come back to you on multiple waves. This is not one scripture verse that I'm basing a whole idea on. No, radically change your life means it goes into every area. It goes to everything. If your child is sick on the bed, if your child is fighting fighting a a diagnosis, if that is the time for you to get so radically changed in and so radically possessed by the very word of the living God, so you take authority, you use what God's given you, and you deal with any mountain that gets in your way you speak to the mountain you cast it into the sea sickness and disease you don't talk to Jesus about your kids sickness no he knows (laughs) you talk to the sickness and command it to leave radically changing the life of you radically changing a life of someone else Hearken to the voice of the Lord. Diligently 
Obey his commandments consistently. Obey. Find out what his commandments say. Find out what the word says. Love is, is the one commandment that we walk in. But there are conditions under that, that commandment of love. There are other th principles that we need to apply under that commandment of love. You see, you're only doing the love commandment. That's all Jesus said to do. But all the stuff underneath that we're, 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 we're trying to figure out and all that, if you just apply love, love is the key to victory. Why am I talking about hearkening diligently to the voice of the Lord or, or to God's word? And then I'm talking about love. There's only one commandment. All we we'll only have to do is love. Well, no, because you love God and God is love and God lives inside you. The Holy Ghost has shed abroad his love in your heart. The word of God, you love the word. The word is a person. The word is Jesus. He was sent so that you could have abundant life. He was sent that you could be healed. He was sent that you could be provided for. Our love for him, love the Lord your God, is part of that commandment. So love the Lord your God means you do what he says so you get in his word and find out what he says Psalm 103 is a, a brilliant scripture verse to, to kind of look at it's just wonderful I love reading Psalms 103 there's other ones I love and yeah, I've already said that bless the Lord oh my soul and all that was with me bless his holy name Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who forgives me of all my iniquities, who heals me of all my diseases, who redeems my life from destruction, who crowns me with loving kindness and tender mercies, who satisfies my mouth with good so that my youth is renewed like the eagles. The Lord executes righteousness and judgment for all that are oppressed. He made, his known, he made known his ways unto Moses and his acts unto the children of Israel. The Lord is merciful and gracious, slow to anger and plenteous of mercy he will not always chide neither will he keep his anger forever he has not dealt with us after our sins he's not rewarded us according to our iniquities for us the heaven is as high above the earth so great is the mercy toward them that fear him as far as the east is from the west so far has he removed our transgressions from us like a father pities his children so the lord pities them that fear him he knows our frame he remembers that we are dust as for man his days are grass as a flower of the field so he floors for the wind passes over it and it is gone and the place thereof shall not know but the mercy of the Lord is from everlasting to everlasting upon them that fear him and his righteousness unto children's children to such as keep his covenant and to those that remember his commandments to do them the Lord has prepared his throne in the heavens and his kingdom rules over all bless the Lord you his angels that excel in strength that do his commandments hearkening unto the voice of the Lord bless the Lord all you his hosts you ministers of him that do his pleasure bless the lord all his works in all places of his dominion bless the lord O oh my soul we worship him we magnify him and we give him all the glory you have an opportunity to sow seed into this ministry that's 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 the time right now sow seed finances give because out of your abundance of giving god will bless you I don't do it for my benefit. I don't ask for funds to fill my coffers. No, I'm asking. I'm giving you an opportunity to hook up with a ministry that is going somewhere, with a ministry that is growing, with a ministry that has good things to say. And out of your giving, God multiplies your seed so that you can give more. Go to gospelpursuits.uk. All the ways to... Give her on there on the give button.
can give through PayPal, you can give through the website, credit card, direct debit. That This is your opportunity to do that. Now, if you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, now's the time to receive that. To receive Jesus Christ. I'm not going to ask you to sow money into my life if your eternal soul isn't right with God. Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. It's a free gift of eternal life that you can have. If you don't know where you're going, if you got killed today, if you died tonight of something strange and random, if you don't know where you'd be going, whether you'd be going to heaven or to hell, make Jesus Christ the Lord of your life today and assure yourself of your salvation. Assure yourself, recommit, rededicate if you have to. If you don't know, just say, Jesus, I make you Lord of my life. Simple. It's a simple prayer. Confess Jesus Christ as Lord. Believe that he died on the cross and was raised from the dead and you shall be saved. If you prayed that prayer, go to gospelpursuits.uk, fill in, click on the, the, the button that says Jesus and fill in the form. Let me know. But if you've already received Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, give, get involved, get involved in what's going on. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father God, for my partners. Thank you, Father God, for people who pray for this ministry. Thank you, Father God, for this ministry growth, that we would reach more, that we would have more souls, that we'd have more souls saved, that we'd have more people living a radical life for him. God, you are a good God, and I know how much you love every person who is watching. Well, I'm going to wrap up now. I know there's other things to come on World Glorious Network TV soon. So you stay tuned in. Thank you, for Peter, for commenting. It's great to see comments coming through. Share the broadcast. Have a great day. Enjoy your life. And we will continue to look at the other five conditions for God's extravagant blessing on your life. And if you want to take, do some homework, go to Deuteronomy 28 and start meditating on that and seeing what the blessings of God will provide for your life. Have a great day. I will see you tomorrow morning for part two of how to radically change your life. See you later. Bye-bye.